One, Birmingham City Council all but essential spending after effectively declaring bankruptcy. It's currently in a shortfall of around £87 million, but says the gap's getting wider each month. It says it's taken this step because it can't balance its budget without help. Our Midlands correspondent Becky Johnson says it stems from equal pay settlements. The backdrop to this was a Supreme Court ruling back in 2012 that found in favour of mostly female employees of Birmingham City Council and found that a bonus scheme favoured roles that were mainly taken up by men. Only four schools have been completed as part of the Prime Minister's rebuilding scheme. That's despite a pledge to improve 500 by the end of the decade. Hundreds of classrooms across Britain are either partially or fully closed over concerns about crumbling concrete. B&M has sealed a deal to buy up to 51 Wilco stores from administrators, but it falls well short of a full rescue deal and leaves 12,500 jobs at the discount retailer at risk. A rule effectively banning wind farms in England is expected to be dropped by the government. Current legislation, which blocks new turbines, even if there's just one objection, are due to be overturned today with immediate effect. The environmentalist Dale Vince says by allowing more investment in renewables, our energy bills should fall. We can drive energy prices back down to a price they haven't been in for probably 10 years. If we make the switch to 100% green energy, we can grow our economy, create millions of jobs. We can do all of that kind of stuff and fight the climate crisis and make people better off. Experts have upgraded a heat health alert across most of England to amber. Temperatures are expected to hit 32 degrees Celsius between now and Sunday, making it hotter than Ibiza. And three-time Olympic gold medalist Adam Peaty has reportedly suffered an injury to his face after an argument with teammate Luke Greenbank. The sports governing body says the issue has been resolved. That's the latest. I'm Ruth McKee. Ribble FM. Weather. Today is expected to be dry and settled with plenty of sunshine and very little cloud cover. There will be a moderate breeze and temperatures are expected to reach up to 25 degrees Celsius.
Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to the Business Hour here on Ribble FM. I'm your host, Andrew Duncan, and we're broadcasting live and very much local here from the Ribble FM studios in the centre of Clitheroe. Um, I say in the centre of Clitheroe, I say that every time we broadcast, actually, but um, what made me think, we're actually located behind the Grand Theatre here in the centre of Clitheroe, and I'm on their mailing list, and uh, I got an email from them the other day which mentioned about um, some of the acts that they're getting on up uh, and towards Christmas time. I've, I've been to the Grand, and it's, uh, it's a great venue. Um, the actual prices that they charge for the tickets are really... Really, um, really great value for money. And Black is our fantastic breakfast broadcaster. Black, uh, Black is here, who sometimes do, does the production on my show. He knows I'm a, a, a real glam rock fan. Uh, the Sweet would be my band of choice in that era. Uh, Fox on the Run, what a great song that was. But uh, I digress. Um, yeah, so at the Grand, they've got, I think it's on the 16th of December coming up, they've got the legendary group Mud. Uh, yes, Mud, the actual lineup, I think, or what's left of the lineup. So you want to get yourselves along to that because uh, here at Ribble FM, we're great supporters of the Grand. So the 16th of December, and let's face it, uh, we don't want to be lonely this Christmas. I'll, <laughs> I'll leave you all to uh, think about that one. So today, my very special guest is uh, Tom Jones. Uh, not the Tom Jones, of course, but uh, shall I say our Tom Jones from Wally Wine Shop and Wally Wine Bar. Tom's going to be joining me in the next section of the show where we're going to be talking about how the two businesses uh, came into being, their plans for the future and the sort of uh, other things that they, they do for the community in terms of... Uh, outside uh, uh, where they support outside shows and the like also uh, Tom's very kindly brought in um, a fantastic question for our quiz uh, quiz question this month and it's this what are the three main grapes that go together in the production of champagne so there are there are quite a few number of grape wines that go into the production of champagne but the three main ones what are the three main grapes that go into that production so we'll be speaking to Tom and we'll be giving you the answer to that question at the end of the show after this
Welcome back to the Business Hour. I'm your host, Andrew Duncan, and today I'm joined by Tom Jones from Wally Wine Shop and Wally Wine Bar. Good afternoon, Tom. Andrew, thanks for inviting me on. It's an absolute pleasure. Thanks for making the time. And thank you for that question that uh, we started um, with... um, where we actually mentioned about the three wines for the... Yeah, uh, the three grapes are going to champagne. That's our little quiz question for everybody. Yeah, yeah. So, um, today, as, as um, just uh, looking at Tom over the uh, studio, uh, past the monitors here, today is that my first show doing my own production. So, please forgive the, uh, <laughs> the mistake that uh, I made earlier by not bringing Tom in on, uh, on his fader. I was asking him a question and uh, there was probably silence after that. But uh, just to welcome you to the show again, Tom, thanks for coming on. That's quite all right. Thanks for inviting me in, Andrew. No problem. So... Um, obviously, it's uh, it's quite an institution, isn't it? Now, Wally Wine Shop and Wally Wine Bar. How did it all start? Well, yeah, it's really kind of you to uh, to say. Um, we've been going now. The wine shop itself has been going since two thousand and ten uh, as an independent, uh, so over thirteen years. Uh, and the wine bar, which we added in uh, twenty twenty one, uh, obviously has just done two years. So. I wouldn't quite say we're an institution yet. There's plenty of businesses in uh, in Clitheroe and Worley and, and the Ribble Valley that have been around a lot longer than us, but we're certainly trying our best to uh, to become one. And was it a, was it a threshers were you saying before? Was it, it was, yeah. So the starting point for the shop was uh, originally that site has been a wine shop and off license for a number of years uh, under Threshers and Wine Rack. 
Um, so I actually worked for that company uh, as a graduate, um, did my training in, um, in, in, in wine education, which is the WSET, uh, and did some management training with them uh, as a graduate out of university. And then unfortunately their company got into trouble um, in the 2008-2009 credit crunch. You know, I know a lot of your listeners are property-based and everybody will remember what a yeah, tough time that was absolutely. for the market. Um, Threshers got themselves into trouble and unfortunately uh, the business went into administration. Right. But it gave um, myself and a number of other independent wine shops an opportunity to get hold of the sites that were on the high street and that were known as being wine shops and, and open up as independents. Yeah, because I know that uh, when we were talking in the break that uh, you're very passionate about the high street and supporting the high street, aren't you? Yeah, I think that's a really important thing for, for all local communities and um, especially where we are in, in Worley. We're lucky. We've got a beautiful high street, beautiful village centre. Uh, Clitheroe's the same. You walk around now, the sun's out. People are, are wandering up and down the streets, but those high streets only exist if there are businesses that operate and are successful on them and for that we need people to be on the high street supporting their local shops and it's not just um it's not just a wine shop i mean we'll come on to the wine bar a little bit later on but it's not just a wine shop is it uh, i mean it's i can remember a threshers back in um the area where i lived in billinge and that was just basically an off license but uh, i can remember going into your wine shop with a an actual card where i would put it in and get a little glass of uh, wine, of a selection of wines that you had in the chiller. I mean, what a fantastic idea that was. Yeah, that was a, that was a bit of an advancement on, on what the normal offering was. So when we opened, we did just sort of replicate the, the beers, the wines, the spirits, but I wanted to sort of push things forward and, and up the quality. So over time, we've gradually grown into what I'd class a, a much more of a specialist uh, offering. Um, so we do still sell beers, wines and spirits, but we try and offer something very different. And the thing you're talking about was the uh, the tasting machine that we had in, the Enomatic. That's right, yeah. Yeah, so that was a sort of try-before-you-buy system where you could pop a, pop a glass under the uh, the machine and if you press a few complicated buttons, a bit like your uh, radio <laughs> desk in front <laughs> of you. Like I'm trying to <laughs> <And> anticipate <laughs> now, yeah. And I, I would pop some wine, you get the chance to taste it, and um, if you liked it, hopefully buy a bottle from us. Well, let's come back to the wine shop shortly and then we'll move on to the wine bar just after this. The voice of the valley. This is Ribble FM. Are you tired of paying a high pump price for your company diesel? Or are you using a fuel card now but worried you signed up to an introductory rate that's now a thing of the past? Let me introduce the Green Arc Fuel Card. With a fully transparent, consistently low price and no surprise surcharges, the Green Arc Fuel Card has nothing to hide. Why not speak to our team on 0345 646 5451? Or visit greenarcfuelcard.co.uk and see how much you can save. Are you tired of sky-high housing costs? Are you ready for a change of scenery? At Three Rivers, our rural caravan park is the perfect solution for those seeking an affordable, peaceful and beautiful place to call home. Nestled in the heart of the countryside, our park offers exceptional facilities, including a cafe, swimming pool and function suite. You can even choose your own plot and specify the style of home that best suits your needs. Don't miss this opportunity to join our thriving community and enjoy the best of both worlds, the convenience of modern living with the charm and serenity of rural life contact us today to learn more and schedule a tour three rivers 
the perfect home is waiting for you. Taking pictures or video with your phone? Want to take your passion to the next level? UK Digital have been a leading photographic retailer for the last 20 years. And yes, we are based locally in Clitheroe. Come and see one of the team at UK Digital for friendly, professional advice on all aspects of photography and video. Our showroom is open weekdays so you can see, touch and try. And with internet prices, there's no need for you to chance it online. UK Digital, your local store with internet prices. Visit ukdigital.co.uk. Get ready for the Hodder Valley Show and join us on Saturday the 9th of September in Sladeburn. The gates are swinging open at 10am and the last entry is 4.30, so don't miss out. There's a captivating livestock display and a mouth-watering food hall. Check out our vintage tractors and thrilling sheepdog trials. We've got something for everyone. It's time to secure your spot today. Tickets are available both online and at the gates. For booking and more information, visit hoddervalleyshow.co.uk.
Welcome back to the Business Hour. I'm your host, Andrew Duncan, and I'm joined today by Tom Jones from Wally Wine Bar and Wally Wine Shop. Um, also, if you've got any questions for Tom, just uh, message in on the, the usual social media platforms, or the best one is to download the Ribble Valley, uh, the Ribble uh, FM, should I say, uh, app, and you can message direct through from that app. And plus, you can listen to us anywhere in the anywhere in the UK from the app, and also uh, some of the past shows uh, for the last twelve months as well. So, Tom, we were mentioning about, um, as I say, when I first came into Wally, and you had the uh, the wine tasting within the wine shop. Uh, how did things develop from there? Yeah, so that um, part of our history was sort of when we'd we'd opened the shop and got up and running. Um, and we were looking at where, what direction the wine industry and, and wine retail was taking. Uh, and I'd seen these machines and systems down in London, uh, up in Edinburgh, uh, and I was convinced that this idea of sampling wine within the retail environment was the way to go. So um, in about 2012, we invested heavily at the time for a small young business in um, the enomatic tasting system uh, and we started offering people the chance to buy small tasters of some of the more premium and more interesting wines in the shop um, and it took a little bit of time for people to get used to it but once they did it just kept rolling and rolling and rolling getting busier and busier I, I think as well I, I can remember going in myself and I used to I think like a lot of people we always stick to the same wines that we used to but uh, the, the the people that you've got working for you are really quite uh, they're very well educated aren't they and the, is, is there a, is there some kind of um, uh, sort of training that they take in, in, yeah, in the wine so, industry yeah definitely so having a, a well trained team an experienced team of people that's what's built the business really is having friendly people who've been with me now for quite a long time um, and they're as you say well trained and well educated so everybody in the shop goes through the WSET um, which is the Wine Spirits Education Trust so right. that's our industry training all right. uh, and they're all up to level 3 now um, which, is, which is a reasonably advanced level and then we do an awful lot of internal tasting as well so we're constantly opening wines in the shop constantly doing team tastings pretty much once a week now where yeah. we'll try anything between 8 and 20 wines uh, well I know my wife Jeanette she she never really liked red wine but um, I can remember uh, one of your guys there recommended a particular one and she loves it now you know it's uh, it's, it's all about uh, it's all about knowing uh, knowing what to recommend and, and also um, sometimes we've been into your place looking for a particular wine for a certain dish and they have so much knowledge in that direction it's it's really it's just not like the off licenses of old is it yeah I mean the team in, in the shop are, are brilliant I have to you know hand a lot of the credit to how well we've done over the last few years over to them um they're the great at as you say identifying food and wine matching uh, great at just listening to people and that's what we're trying to do in the shop i suppose um within the age of the internet and, and where you can buy everything online what people are after is that little extra service that extra expertise and, and trust becomes a major thing you you know you came in and you yeah. trusted us to, to recommend a, exactly. a wine to go with your yeah. dish so that's really important to me that people feel like they can trust the team there they're going to get good advice well looked after and it gives you confidence to come in and, and shop with us hopefully so I suppose that kind of um, sort of education and expertise would lead naturally into a bar, wouldn't it? Because uh, where, where you're situated now, that used to be Barclays Bank, didn't it? Yeah, so next door to us was, was Barclays Bank. Um, and the, 
the drinking side with the machine and, and the drinking in the shop had sort of developed and, and we'd moved into uh, becoming what we'd class as a hybrid so a, a wine shop but you could stop and have a drink with us and that went really really well people uh, in, in the Ribble Valley seemed to love that idea it was a little bit different um it was casual and friendly and over time that grew and grew and grew until it got to the point where we sort of thought we need to separate these back out now the the drinking yeah. side of things is so yeah. popular that actually it might be stopping people coming in enjoying the shopping <laughs> side of things yeah. so it's it's a good problem to have um and it had been in in my mind for quite a while and then covid came and and sort of uh, obviously closed all the drinking side of things we yes, were doing course, yeah. and just gave us an opportunity to to um, rethink, re-strategize and, and come up with a, a solution and at the same time the building next door came, came available, available. Yeah, everything fell into place Yeah. well we'll move on to that and talk about the bar in the next link after this Tell me. 
Welcome back to the Business Hour. I'm your host, Andrew Duncan, and I'm joined today by Tom Jones from Wally Wine Shop and Wally Wine Bar. Tom, we were talking just earlier about um, the sort of hybrid uh, system that you had with the wine shop where you were doing wine tasting within the wine shop and how that led quite naturally and fortunately onto the wine bar, which you've now got located. Uh, it's it's just, absolutely next, just door, next door. Yeah. Yeah, it's just absolutely. next door, yeah. So, yeah, the, um, the wine bar opportunity came around. Uh, the property was there and uh, it was something that we wanted to do, which was expand the offering we had in the shop and give it its own dedicated space um so we invested quite a lot of money um towards what we thought was the end of covid and turned out we had another wave and another this yeah. and, it, and it kept things closed for a while but we eventually got opened up in july 2021 um so we have a fully dedicated wine bar um serves beers wine spirits hot drinks and um, food but we do like to say that the wine is the focus you know yeah. we're, we're all about pushing and uh, introducing people to interesting new wines that they might not normally get offered in, in other bars. It, I like the way you've got it set up as well with the, the sort of uh, furniture that you've got in there. There's a mixture of sort of tall stools and and sofas and the like. Where, where did that inspiration yes. come from? So we, we um, had help from a number of, uh, of, of good people um, with design ideas um, and a lot of the furniture uh, came from a, a local uh, bespoke manufacturer, uh, Paul Case Furniture, um, who do great work uh, and Paul's been really supportive of us um, and created what you can see with the bar, uh, all the bespoke shelving uh, and things like that and then the colour schemes, my, my wife Jen has a good eye for, for that sort of stuff so well, she, That's uh, why I asked the question really. yeah, <laughs> she's, she's been brilliant at, um, uh, at sort of the layout of it and, and Jen's been instrumental in getting the food offering right um, and now has taken a much uh, bigger role in our main shop business so I'm having to spend quite a lot of time in the bar um, that's that's the project I'm running uh, and Jen my wife is, uh, is running the shop and, and doing a fabulous job with it and it's nice that you can book a table there and be be sure if you're taking some friends I know we had some friends coming over from Wigan the other week and it's nice that you know you've got a table for a set length of time you're not going to be pushed out and you can enjoy a, a bottle if you buy a bottle yeah we found the full table service was sort of the vibe that people wanted um, we've become luckily quite popular um, and it's good to know as you said if you're planning on coming out with friends you might be going for dinner in one of the great restaurants locally you want to know you've got that hour beforehand yeah. get a table sit down have a nice exactly. bottle and catch yeah. up so yeah booking is pretty much essential on on the weekends um but i always say wednesday nights thursday nights all day sunday you can usually just wander along if the mood takes you and get a table with us uh, and the food that you offer there that's uh that, that complements it very well as well, doesn't it? Yeah, exactly. We, we wouldn't say we're a venue for dinner. We're, compliments a great word. It's, it's food that goes well with wine. So while you're having a glass of wine, it's something to snack on. So charcuterie, cheeses, cold tapas dishes and nibbles. Um, we've got plans in the future to change it a little bit, but generally it'll stay with that cold charcuterie and cheese kind of setup. And what's the room that you have there? You've got uh, a sort of, uh, is it like a private room at the back? 
Uh, so that's our vault. Um, yeah, everybody sees that and thinks, oh, I wonder what's going on in there, but there's like no... private dining, is it? Yeah, not quite. There's no great mystery to it. It's um, a little space in the building that uh, used to have the uh, the bank vault, so that's what we've called it, All the right. vault, yeah. um, or the bank safe, if you like. Yeah. Um, is the safe still in there? It's not. Unfortunately, <laughs> they didn't leave that behind, so All a bit right. of a shame. Um, but we, we use it now as a bit of a fine wine storeroom, so a lot of the wines I've spent time collecting over the years in the shop uh, often don't get to see the light of day we, we don't put them on the shelf they're a bit too high value and I wanted somewhere where we could display those wines yeah. and that if somebody was celebrating or, or really wanted to splash out on an on a excellent bottle we've got these wines available that you really wouldn't see in many places outside of Michelin starred restaurant or one of the main cities uh, and these are available to buy to drink at prices that are far below what you would be paying yeah. elsewhere. Just talking about that, I don't think I've asked you this, but what what would be your wine of choice? Uh, me? Oh, that's like asking a, a DJ <laughs> their favourite song. It uh, it changes all the time. I won't call myself a DJ. <laughs> to, to well, it, it changes all the time, but I do have a soft spot for um, Italian reds. Um, oh. Yeah, Tuscan red is is my thing. North Italian red, um, yeah. but I like everything. Andrew, yeah. a bit of champagne here and there, a bit of Chablis. Yeah. Uh, Riesling's a, a favourite, as yeah. I said, I could... Well, about the New, New Zealand uh, Sauvignons? Yeah, there's some great so. great wines coming out yeah. of New Zealand. Uh, at the moment, the one we're excited about is um, Albarino, so a, a Spanish oh, right. grape normally, uh, normally yeah. grown on the northern Spanish coast, but it's doing really good things in New Zealand, so yeah. that's worth keeping an eye out for. And my wife's favourite rosé is uh, Whispering Angel, is that her favourite? Yeah, so the Provence, Provence rosés just got bigger and bigger and bigger. Um, Whispering Angel, one of, the, one of the big brands that's been responsible for, for dragging a lot of people towards rosé yeah. um, and we chop and change our Provence rosés quite a lot but uh, yeah we can get Whispering Angel we get yeah. Miraval La Mascaron Chase uh, what Celador now so yeah whilst drinking responsibly listeners Absolutely. that's that's what it's all about so we'll we'll talk a little bit more about the uh, wine bar and plans for the future when we return after this <laughs>
Welcome back to the Business Hour. I'm your host, Andrew Duncan, and today my special guest is Tom Jones from Wally Wine Shop and Wally Wine Bar. Uh, welcome back, Tom. Thanks a lot. Um, we, we mentioned that we were talking about the, the bar and how you can um, sort of be assured of a table by booking that. I believe now, um, I'm, I'm not sure whether it was the case when I last booked, but you can book online as well, can't you? Yeah, absolutely. So um, the bar's open Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Um, we only open from 4 o'clock on a Wednesday, Thursday at the moment, uh, but from 12 o'clock on Friday, Saturday and Sunday. Um, what we found is... As I said, Wednesday and Thursday and most Sunday, you can usually just wander along and get a table if the, if the mood takes you. Um, but Friday and Saturday, well worth booking in advance. Yeah. Um, and we can do that on the website, so www.thewallywinebar.com, so just yeah. the name of the... But also through our social media accounts, so on Facebook, Instagram, uh, or pick up the phone or, or poke your head through the door and we'll book your table in. Yeah. Well, it's, it's worth registering as well, isn't it? Because I know I get the updates um, via email and um, haven't you got some kind of event going on this week? Yeah, so um, if you're on the mailing list for the shop, um, or the bar um, we send out sort of monthly updates just to let you know what's going on um, and the mailing list do get a heads up before anybody else on our, our big tastings so we'll have our big shop tasting coming up uh, later in the year in November I can tell you a bit more about that later right. but in the short term um, in the bar this week actually on Thursday um, we've got a fantastic live uh, saxophonist uh, right. so Paddy Higginson right. uh, he's done bits for us before at our big tasting events um, and he's coming along to do a, a live set completely free uh, for guests and um, yeah just get yourselves down this Thursday from 6 o'clock onwards and you'll be able to listen to some fantastic live sax. Well, that'd be great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll uh, see what's, uh, what uh, myself and the wife are doing this, uh, this week. Get online, um, book a table. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> and um, there's... Because um, I, I went down to uh, the Lancashire show where, of course, Ribble FM were broadcasting as well and uh, you had a... You had a, a place there as well, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, we, we get invited to do a, a bit of a pop-up wine bar uh, at the show, and it's really good. It's a, I think the show has got a real future. Um, it was a bit of a shame this year, if, if you were there, the weather, the weather wasn't, wasn't great, great was it? No. Um, which is just the British summer for you, but no. I think the setup was excellent. Um, there's some fabulous stalls, quite a lot of the local businesses from Clitheroe and Warley were represented, um, and we were pleased to be there. Um, so, yeah, we're committed to doing it again next year, and hopefully we get some weather like it is today um, and we can enjoy some uh, champagne and English sparkling wine in the sunshine. Yeah. Those tastings do you do, are they actually, are they at the shop and the bar or do you do outside ones as well? So we do a bit of a mixture actually. Um, each year we host two, a minimum of two big tastings. So what we term our, our walk-around tasting, which is where we'll take over one of the great wedding venues in the area uh, or one of the big event spaces. Yeah. Um, so our summer one was at uh, Mittenfold um, and then we invite 12 of our suppliers to each host a, a station if you like with 10 or 12 wines on each so you've got anywhere between 100 and 150 wines open in the room really? as a guest you're then given an empty glass which won't stay empty for long trust me <laughs> uh, and then a tasting booklet and you let let loose at your own leisure to wander around taste as many as you want really? um, so it's a really relaxed nice way of tasting a lot of wines that you wouldn't normally pick up yeah. 
the flip side, so that, we've done our summer one, unfortunately, already, but our Christmas one will be scheduled for mid to late November. It's not confirmed yet, we just need to firm up the date, right. but definitely, if you want to keep an eye on that, <coughs> yeah. join our mailing list on right. online or, or on any of our social media right. um, pages. And how would you recommend to taste the wine, Tom? Do, do we drink it, or do we just do we spit it out? What do we do? Well, I suppose <laughs> it's, it's entirely up to you at the end of the day. Um, when we're working, obviously, we're trying to find and identify good wines to put in oh. front of people. So when I'm tasting, it, although everybody thinks, oh, you've got the easiest job in the world, you just have to <laughs> swan around drinking wine all day, we do actually take it seriously and we do put a lot of effort into it. Right. Um, my job is to screen out as many of the bad wines, if you like, or the wines I'm not happy to put in front of customers yeah. and make sure we're just putting stuff that we think is excellent quality and excellent value. Right. So I taste with a serious head on, but if you're a guest and you're out with friends... Enjoy yourself. It must be uh, must be very hard not to swallow the uh, the wine. Though. I don't know how you taste it without swallowing it, but uh, obviously there's a skill to that. Uh, yeah, they're practice, 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 practice. practice. <laughs> and uh, have you got some other events uh, planned? Yeah, we've got. Um, so the the big event I mentioned is is the the two that we do annually. Um, but throughout the year, we do try and hold sort of masterclass tastings. Um, and we've got our next one scheduled. Uh, I should have the date, but unfortunately, I can't quite <laughs> recall. Uh, it's a South African tasting that uh, oh, Matt, right. my retail manager in the shop, has organised um, with a winery called Delheim. And we've got the winemaker himself coming over to, to do a big talk. Uh, and that'll be a bit more intimate, maybe 30 to 40 people. Um, right. And we'll taste through seven or eight wines in a bit more of a structured uh, environment. So you sort of get told about each wine and the history of the winery. It's a really great way of learning uh, just a little bit um, and still having some fun and a nice social evening. Yeah. Does uh, a friend of mine, when I first went to, I was, I was invited to a wedding in uh, New Zealand, he used to buy the larger bottles of, of red and, and he was used to lay them down. Is that is that the way to go forward? With a, with a bit, is it better in a bigger bottle? Or? Uh, yeah, it can. So magnums, uh, uh, double magnums, bottles, yeah. uh, and then double magnum, obviously, is four bottles. Um they do age, wines age slower in a, in a larger format, right. um, but nowadays we're, as a drinking culture, people tend to buy to drink, you know, yeah. that's, that's why a shop like ours works okay. Some of the old-fashioned merchants, you used to buy your wine and lay it down in your cellar and come back to it five years later. Well, most modern wine drinkers don't work that way. They want to oh. buy something today to drink tomorrow, yeah. uh, or drink at the weekend. Yeah. So, uh, most of our wine is sold ready to drink. Uh, and there are a few uh, more exclusive bits that will benefit from aging. Yeah. But that's the benefit of the guys in the shop. They can give you that advice as yeah. to what's better for laying down. And you also do those uh, quite popular mixed cases as well, don't you? Yeah. They're Which, uh, for, for someone who's not too sure what what they should be drinking, if they've been probably a little bit like me historically, where they've always think it's nice to have a, a select, uh, and you can just, just try them, with, with a bit of, obviously, expert knowledge behind it. Yeah, those two cases um, are two of our biggest products, really. Uh, one is our what we call our quaffable case, right. and that, for <laughs> me, was our supermarket fighting case you know we have to bear in mind there's a bit of a cost of living crisis going on Absolutely, you know people yeah. have to watch what they're spending uh, we do as a business so we understand that everybody can't splash out on on expensive wines midweek but drinking wine at home has become part of the, the culture yeah. so we wanted to offer a case that i felt 
represented great value against what the supermarkets were offering. Yeah. So our quaffable case is six whites, six reds, seventy nine ninety nine. So it works out at just six pounds sixty six a bottle. Well, that's very reasonable. Which and we try and put interesting things that aren't just the same old, same old big names that you'd find in the supermarkets. Yeah. So we put quite a lot of effort into finding nice, interesting wines at a good house price. Right. Um, the step up from that is exactly what you said, and we, we term it our discovery case. And that is a chance to yeah. discover some new wines rather than get stuck in that same old rut, drinking the same old type of wine. Yeah. We... Um, put together six whites and six reds and that one's 99.99 so it still only works out eight pound 33 a bottle yeah, which is not it's not extortion is it it's not and we think if you're under sort of nine quid eight pound 50 a bottle yeah. you can take a chance on something you might not normally buy because yeah. it's we're not asking you to spend 20 pounds on something no. completely random from slovenia you know we're, we're offering you a chance under £10 a bottle, try something completely yeah. or a little bit different yeah. and maybe find a new favourite. So, whilst we're talking about the wines, that brings us on to, um, quite neatly, onto the quiz question, which was, oh, yeah. which of the three main grapes of uh, types of wines that are blended together to form champagne? And they are, Tom... Uh, so there are seven grapes in total for any of your really wine knowledgeable I didn't know that. Uh, wine knowledgeable listeners. But the three main ones that uh, most people might have heard about: uh, Chardonnay goes into Champagne, Pinot Noir, and a grape called Pinot Meunier or Meunier now. So, so the last two they're red, aren't they? Uh, they are indeed. Yeah. So Champagne is a mix of white grapes and red grapes. Really? Uh, yeah. Always has been. Oh, and uh, yeah, Chardonnay, Pinot Noir, Pinot Meunier. Well, Tom, it's been great having you in. Um, really enlightening. We could talk uh, forever about uh, uh, one of my favourite subjects, wines, and particularly beers. I like the Crombacher, by the way, that you do yeah, uh, nice in German the shop. Pills, but uh, thanks for coming in. I'd also like to thank, as usual, Blackers, uh, the sort of backroom producer, and I'll see you all next month. I need you, boo. Gotta see you, boo. And the hearts all over the world tonight. Send the hearts all over the world tonight. I need you, boo. Oh, I gotta see you, boo. Hey. And the hearts all over the world tonight. Send the hearts all over the world tonight. Hey, little mama. Ooh, you're a stunner. Hot little figure. Yes, you a winner. And I'm so glad to be yours. You're a class or you're running. Little cutie, when you talk to me, I swear the whole world stops. You're my sweetheart, and I'm so glad that you're mine. You are one of a kind, and you mean me what I mean to you. And together, baby, there is nothing we won't do. Cause if I got you, I don't need money, I don't need cars, girl, you're my Jordan's on Saturday 
love you and I cannot wait now Hey, little shorty, say you care for me You know I care for you You know that I'll be true You know that I won't lie You know that I will try To be your everything, yeah I got you I don't need money I don't need cars Girl, you're my FM streaming from our website and on smart speakers live and local across the Ribble Valley Ribble FM news from the Sky News Centre at 2 Europe's biggest local authority Birmingham City Council has effectively declared bankruptcy Simon English has more the council's issued what's called a financial distress notice